Don't worry about anything but in everything by prayer and petition. With thanksgiving, let your requests be made known to God. And the peace of God, which passes all understanding, shall keep your hearts and minds through Christ Jesus. Philippians chapter 4, verses 6 and 7. Thanks for joining us today. This is the Hour of Intercession. I'm Pastor Joseph Parker. We invite you to look with us in the Word of God. To begin with, in the book of Psalms, Psalm 127, beginning at verse 1. Unless the Lord builds the house, they labor in vain who build it. Unless the Lord guards the city, the watchman stays awake in vain. It is vain for you to rise up early, to sit up late, to eat the bread of sorrows, for so he gives his beloved sleep. Behold, children are a heritage from the Lord. The fruit of the womb is a reward. Like arrows in the hand of a warrior, so are the children of one's youth. Happy is the man who has his quiver full of them. They shall not be ashamed, but shall speak with their enemies in the gate. Verses 1 through 5, Psalm 127. Then looking briefly in the Gospel of Luke, Luke chapter 2, beginning at verse 1. Excuse me, beginning at verse 41. His parents went to Jerusalem every year at the feast of the Passover. And when he was 12 years old, they went up to Jerusalem according to the custom of the feast. When they had finished the days, as they returned, the boy Jesus lingered behind in Jerusalem. And Joseph and his mother did not know it. But supposing him to have been in the company, they went a day's journey and sought him among their relatives and acquaintances. So when they did not find him, they returned to Jerusalem seeking him. Now so it was that after three days they found him in the temple, sitting in the midst of the teachers, both listening to them and asking them questions. And all who heard him were astonished at his understanding and answers. So when they saw him, they were amazed. And his mother said to him, Son, why have you done this to us? Look, your father and I have sought you anxiously. And he said to them, Why did you seek me? Did you not know that I must be about my father's business? But they did not understand the statement which he spoke to them. Verses, one, verses 41 to 50, Luke chapter 2. Father, we thank you for your word. Thank you for the guidance, the wisdom, the counsel, the grace that's upon your word. Thank you for the privilege we have as parents and grandparents of being able to read your word and also teach and guide and train our children to read your word as well. Father, anoint us all afresh with the spirit of wisdom and grace that would help and encourage us to be faithfully, courageously committed to the work of discipling our children and helping them to learn how to walk with you and learn how to live for you and for your glory all the days of their lives. Thank you, Lord, and anoint our children with a fresh anointing more and more, pour out your grace and mercy upon them. Stir them to grow to where more and more they have a love for you and a love for your word. We thank you and we praise you. In Jesus' name we do pray. Amen. Thanks again for listening to the Hour of Intercession. Our producer is Rick Roberts, and Rick is going to share a word of prayer with us at this time. Father, we come today to exalt your name, to lift high your name. What a kind God you are to communicate to us through your word, to draw us to yourself through your Holy Spirit. God, we're thankful for you stooping down to care for us that way. In Jesus' name I pray, amen. Amen. Thank you, Rick. And thank you again for being a part of our listening family here on the Hour of Intercession. We're very, very grateful and blessed to have once again as our phone guest, uh, Sarah, who is the, the mother of two little girls by the name of Kate and Audrey. And Kate and Audrey are 
two little ladies who have uh, courageously stepped to the plate, and they're a part of our pro-life speech contest, and they've shared. See, the whole gang is excited because they're looking forward to hearing Kate and Audrey and hearing their speeches as well. So, But we're grateful to have Sarah, their mom, and Kate and Audrey. Uh, uh, Kate is eight years old, and Audrey just turned seven. And they're gonna. Sh- we're gonna hear from them and hear their speeches. So, Sarah, how are you and Kate and Audrey doing today? I'm doing well. That's good. That's good. And thank you. And again, thank you, Kate and Audrey, for being with us today. So, we're gonna hear from Audrey first. Aud- we're gonna hear her speech, and then get a chance to talk to Audrey a little bit as well. Deuteronomy thirty nineteen. I call heaven and earth. As witnesses today against you, that I have set before you, life and death, blessing and cursing, therefore choose life, that both you and your descendants may live. Deuteronomy 39. All right, that was Audrey's pro-life speech. Audrey, that was an outstanding speech. Uh, you, how are you doing today? Good. That's good, that's good. Audrey, you did such a good job on your speech, and you know, that's such a good idea for a speech, to share God's precious word for your speech. So thank you again for doing that. We really do appreciate that. So, Audrey, you were going to share a scripture with us, I believe, from uh, Psalm 100. So, are you ready to share that scripture for us? Yeah. All right, go right ahead. Make a joyful noise unto the Lord, all ye lands. All right, thank you. Thank you so much, uh, Audrey. We appreciate that. And uh you're, again, just a, such a blessing to have you to come on and share. So, Audrey, I have a one question I wanted to ask you. Uh, Audrey, can you tell me what are some good things that you think, what are some good things for children to pray for? What would you say are some good things children can take time to pray for? Their parents. You know, that's a great idea and a great answer. Thank you. You're exactly right. All children need to pray every day for their parents. So thank you. You're, you're a wise young lady. So thank you, Audrey, for being with us today. And we really do appreciate you coming on and sharing both of you. We appreciate you sending in the speech. And thank you for being with us today as well. So thanks for taking the time to be with us, Audrey, okay? Okay. All right. Now we're going to hear from Kate. Uh, Kate, how are you today? That's good. Good to have you on once again. And again, I want to say thank you again to your mom and to you and Audrey for doing the pro-life speeches and being a part of our pro-life speech contest. So, Kate, we're going to hear, we're going to listen to your speech, and then we're going to talk back to you, okay? Okay. In God's sixth commandment, he says, you shall not kill, Exodus twenty fourteen. God has a purpose and a plan for each and every one of his creation. We are made in his image so each person has immeasurable value all our lives. Psalm 139, 13-16 For you formed my inward parts. You created me in my mother's womb. 
I will praise you for I am fearfully and wonderfully made. Marvelous are your works, and that my soul knows very well. My flame was not hidden from you when I was made in secret and skillfully wrought in the lowest parts of the earth. You eyes saw my substance being yet unformed, and in your book they all were written, the days fastened for me, when as yet there were none of these. Psalm 127.3 Behold, children are a heritage of the Lord, the fruit of the womb is a reward. Psalm 103 Know that the Lord, he is God. It is he who has made us, and not we ourselves. We are his people and the sheep of his pasture. Jeremiah 1.4-5 Then the word of the Lord came to me, saying, Before I formed you in the womb, I knew you. Before you were born, I sanctified you. I ordained you a prophet to the nations. Value life, honor life, choose life, protect life, heal life, love life. All right. Thank you, Kate. That was a beautiful speech. Again, thank you again for doing the speech and submitting it to us. We really do appreciate that. So, so Kate, you're also, you were going to read a passage of Scripture for us as well, right? Yeah. All right. So let's see. I believe you're going to read Matthew chapter 28, I believe. So if you could go right ahead, okay? Now after the Sabbath, as the first day of the week began to dawn, Mary Magdalene and the other Mary came to see the king. And behold, there was a great earthquake, for an angel of the Lord descended from heaven and came and rolled back the stone from the door and sat on it. His countenance was like lightning and his clothing as white as snow. And the gods sick for fear of him and became like dead men. But the angel answered and said to the woman, Do not be afraid, for I know that you seek Jesus who was crucified. He is not here, for he is risen, as he said. Come see the place where the Lord lay, and go quickly and tell his disciples that he is risen from the dead, and indeed he is going before you into Galilee. There you will see him. Behold, I have told you. They went out quickly from the tomb with fear and great joy, and ran to bring his disciples' word. And as they went to tell his disciples, Behold, Jesus met them, saying, Rejoice! So they came and held him by the feet and worshipped him. Then Jesus said to them, Do not be afraid. Go and tell my brethren to go to Galilee, and there they will see me. Now while they were going, behold, some of the guards came into the city and reported to the chief priests all the things that had happened. When they had assembled with the elders and consulted together, they gave a large sum of money to the soldiers, saying, Tell them. His disciples came at night and stole him away while we slept. And if this comes to the governor's ears, we will appease him and make you secure. So they took the money and did as they were instructed. And this saying is commonly reported among Jews until this day. 
Then the eleven disciples went away into Galilee to the mountain which Jesus had appointed for them. When they saw him, they worshipped him, but some doubted. And Jesus came and spoke to them, saying, All authority has been given to me in heaven and on earth. Go therefore and make disciples of all the nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit, teaching them to itself all things that I have commanded you. And lo, I am with you always, even to the end of the age. Amen. Thank you so much, um, uh, Kate. You are a great reader as well. You and Audrey are both great readers. Thank you so much for taking the time to share that as well. Well, Kate, just uh, I want to, I just want to tell you, and again, Audrey, our our time is just about up for this segment. But I want to say thank you all so much for being with us today. Did you enjoy doing your speech, Kate? Yes. Okay, I'm glad you did. I'm glad you did, and you you and Audrey both did a great, great job, and. Uh, uh, you know, that's one of our gang here. They All the animals were, were excited to hear about you and Audrey participating in the speech contest. So thank you again for coming today and being a part of the Pro-Life Speech Contest, okay? Okay. All right. And Sarah, thank you and Audrey and uh, Kate for taking the time. Father, thank you, Lord, for Sarah and Kate and Audrey. Thank you for the courage and just the strength of heart in each one of them. Father, anoint them with a fresh anointing. Use them more and more. And I pray that you'll use them to inspire and encourage many other young people and adults to get more involved in the work of building your kingdom and sharing your truth in a world that desperately needs to hear your truth. Thank you for them taking the time to read your word on air and bless many people as they did it. We thank and praise you in Jesus' name. Amen. Well, again, Sarah and Kate and Audrey, thank you all so much for being with us today. You've been a great blessing, all right? Thank you. All right, and you all have a blessed day. Bye-bye. You're listening to the Hour of Intercession. We'll be right back.
Planet Shakers with Only Way. Thanks for listening to the Hour of Intercession here on American Family Radio. And again, in the first segment, we were grateful to have Sarah, who is the mom of those two little ladies, Kate and Audrey. Again, Kate is eight years old. Audrey just turned seven. But one of the wonderful privileges we have on the broadcast is sharing uh, young people reading the Word of God, children and youth reading the Word of God, and also allowing them to be involved in the work of building God's kingdom and tearing down the kingdom of darkness. And, you know, when we disciple our children, we help them to begin to grow in the Lord and to begin to serve the Lord, how powerful and important that is. Uh, You know, as the saying goes, the best defense is an offense. Putting our children to work in the work of the kingdom of God is so important. And so we're, we're grateful to have Kate and Audrey on. And let me say in the way of encouragement to other parents or grandparents that are listening, you still have time to involve your children in the pro-life speech contest. The two speeches that you heard from little Kate and little Audrey there, great speeches, and they are part of the contest. If you, Again, the uh, contest draws to close on the date of April 26th, so you have just shy of a month away before the uh, deadline in, uh, comes to close. So there's plenty of time for children that either your children, grandchildren, or other children you may know to help them get involved. And let me say very clearly to everyone listening, let me tell you a big part of why this project is much more important than we might realize. It's not so much about the prizes or the money that the children will, uh, or the awards they'll get. It's about discipling our children. It's about helping our children to begin to grow and grow strong in their walk with the Lord. It's about helping our children come to know Jesus and then teaching them how to walk with the Lord and teaching them how to take the weapon of God's Word and put it to work in their lives and in the building of God's kingdom. So when the children participate in the speech contests, well, it's a great discipleship project for them to be involved in because the Spirit of God and the Word of God does a great work in their hearts and their lives with all the children we've had to participate so far. All of them will be different children and youth on the other side of participating in such a contest. So again, to every parent and grandparent and those that work with youth listening, please do involve your children, invite them to get involved with this project. Again, you're welcome to get in touch with us to get more information. In fact, I'm going to take time now specifically to share the article that's found on the AFA stand, which shares the information about both the Ten Commandments Project overall, of which the Pro-Life Speech Contest is a part, and it gives specific information about the Pro-Life Speech Contest as well. And this article that's found on the AFA stand at afa.net, it's simply entitled, Introducing the Pro-Life Speech Contest. Let me share the article and share the information that's found within it. Again, the title, Introducing the Pro-Life Speech Contest. The Ten Commandments Project, Introducing the Pro-Life Speech Contest. Psalm 119, verse 9, How can a young man cleanse his way? By taking heed according to your word. Again, Psalm 119, verse 9. And then Psalm 119, verse 105. Your word is a lamp to my feet and a light to my path. Again, your word is a lamp to my feet and a light to my path. Psalm 119, verse 105. The Ten Commandments Project is a powerful tool to help believers in the church reach out to children and youth in our world and culture. By the power and promise of God's word, it can really make a difference. In addition, we are holding a Ten Commandments speech contest specifically. 
This project is used to both share the good news of Jesus Christ with youth and, and to disciple them with one of the most fruitful and powerful teaching tools in all of the Word of God. In our world, which seems to be set on fire by the kingdom of darkness, the genuine answer is the powerful water of the Word of God. Drawing from John chapter 4, verse 14, John 7, verses 37 to 39, Ephesians 5, 26, and Isaiah 55, 1. The Ten Commandments are found in full in Exodus chapter 20 and Deuteronomy chapter 5. They share God's moral law, His great wisdom, and provide insight for living a life that honors God. My wife, Birdie, and I have had the privilege of helping to lead this project in our community for a few years, and it's been both an exciting and rewarding journey. Should God call you to do this as well, you'll see how fun and beautiful this project really, really is. The American Family Association is interested in helping to cast a vision for other believers, churches, and groups that would be interesting in, interested in doing the Ten Commandments project in a, or a similar one in their own community. Just contact us at faq at afa.net or joseph at afr.net and mention my name or call uh, the number in the last paragraph of the article. Psalm, excuse me, Proverbs 9, verses 10 through 11 tell us, The fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom, and the knowledge of the Holy One is understanding. For by me your days will be multiplied, and years of, years of life will be added to you. Again, that's Proverbs 9, verses 10 through 11. This is how the project works. Here's the basic approach we've used to lead the project. We take around a six-week period of time to meet once a week with a group of children and or youth, We've worked with children from elementary grades through high school in various venues like local churches and boys and girls clubs. Those clubs have been a key venue in two different cities in our state. We share the gospel with the children each week and invite them to receive Christ. And we teach biblical truths that relate to the Ten Commandments. We ask each child or youth to memorize the short form of the Ten Commandments as seen below. Upon memorizing all ten, each child will receive a free T-shirt with the Ten Commandments printed on the back. The shirt is a great witnessing tool also. The Ten Commandments include, Number one, you shall have no other gods before me. Number two, you shall not make for yourself any graven images. Number three, you shall not use God's name in vain. Number four, remember the Sabbath day to keep it holy. Number five, honor your father and mother. Number six, you shall not murder. Number seven, you shall not commit adultery. Number eight, you shall not steal. Number nine, you shall not tell lies. And number 10, you shall not covet. When a youth is ready to recite the Ten, ten Commandments from memory, he or she does it before their peers in this group setting. Some may get all ten on the first try, but typically most haven't done it on their very first try. Also, when a youth is standing before his or her peers attempting to recite all ten of the Ten Commandments, they're actually drilling each other on the Ten Commandments. During the six weeks, we take the time to teach the youth the meaning and importance of each commandment. We use movie clips and music videos as critical teaching tools to help to teach the truths behind each of the Ten Commandments. The video tools actually help to draw them into a discussion about insights behind each commandment. It's been a very fruitful and rewarding journey since we began this project a few years ago. 
We see it as a great way to begin to plant the life-changing Word of God in the hearts of our children. Also, it's clearly a proactive way to carry out the Great Commission among our youth and to fight and protect them against many of the tragic ways and tools the enemy uses to try to pull them into the kingdom of darkness. A project such as this, or the one or, or the above one, helps the church to be on the offensive doing the work of God. The Ten Commandments become a tool to do spiritual battle against the kingdom of darkness. Now, here's specifically information about the Ten Commandments project, specifically the pro-life speech contest. We're asking each participant to write a speech or have someone help them help them to write a speech based on on the commandment, you shall not murder. It can be on the importance of standing for life and against abortion or on the topic of standing for life and against euthanasia. We suggest it to be three to five minutes, although any length is welcome. Also, please use your cell phone or any other means that will work for you to record the speech. Send or e- email or send the re- a recording to faq at afa.net or to joseph at afr.net with, uh, with his entitlement, Ten Commandments Pro-Life Speech, as the subject line. If you need help in writing your speech, we're glad to assist you by phone. Or if your youth would like our help as well, we're glad to assist them. Just call me, Pastor Joseph Parker, at 662-844-5036, extension 381. Again, that number is 662-844-5036, extension 381. And we're inviting young people 18 and under to participate in the project. Speeches should be submitted by April 26th, again, April 26th, which is the deadline for the project. Participants are encouraged to write, record, and send their video speech as soon as they have opportunity. And just as we had uh, Audrey and Kate on today, we our goal is to have every single speech submitted to be shared on future broadcasts as well. The Ten Commandments Project Pro-Life Speech Contest includes the following prizes. First place, a gift of $125. Second place, $90. Third place, $80. Fourth place, $60. Fifth place, $40. Additionally, every youth who participates receives a free Ten Commandments t-shirt. If a parent simply wants his or her child to learn the Ten Commandments and win a t-shirt, you can do that as well. Have your child memorize the Ten Commandments in short form as printed in this article. Then your child should recite the Ten Commandments out loud to you by memory. After your child successfully completes this, then give us a call. Let us know, just simply let us know that he or she has recited the Ten Commandments to you. Give us the youth's t-shirt size and your mailing address so we can send them their free t-shirt. The devil is behind the school shootings, abortion, youth dying from drugs or youth being incarcerated as they break in, as they break other commandments and reap the consequences. Our children and youth desperately need to hear the gospel and to be discipled in the powerful word of God. If this project interests you and you and your church family would like to carry out this project, AFA is interested in helping you and or your church to do just that. We can be reached again at faq at afa.net 
or my email, joseph at afr.net, or simply call me, Pastor Joseph Parker, at 662-844-5036, extension 381. We hope to hear from you. Again, the uh, email, once again, is joseph at afr.net. Again, we're hoping to hear from you. So if you'd like to get a copy of this article that fully explains the project, simply uh, email me. Again, my email, joseph at afr.net. Again, that's joseph at afr.net, and I can email you this ex- this article which explains the project. Or if you want to give us a call, again, the number 662-844-5036, extension 381. Now, to every single listener, I would encourage you to pray about and say, Lord, Show me how to take a project like this and use it to minister to my children, my grandchildren, or youth in my church, in my community, Uh, or just ask God for wisdom about how you can take and share this this, uh, opportunity as well. Because remember, it's not just a contest. It's a discipleship project to help young people come to know Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior of their life and or to help them to begin to grow up and grow stronger in their walk with the Lord as they participate in a vibrant discipleship project like this. Remember, the Great Commission is a commandment laid before every believer in all the world, and there's such a need for the church to disciple and do so much more with our children and youth. Remember, the world is trying to swallow our children alive, but the reality is we as God's people can be much more aggressive and wise and fruitful and productive than the world and anything that they try to do. So our goal is to impact as many children with this project as we can. So I would encourage you, no matter what your situation, pray and say, Lord, show me how I can get involved with this or a similar project to implement or to carry out discipleship in our community that will bless and help the children here. Hope that you will choose to get involved. You're listening to the Hour of Intercession. We'll be right back.
The music of Covenant Church with I Will Lift Up My Eyes. Thanks for listening to the Hour of Intercession here on American Family Radio. Today on this broadcast, we're looking at the topic, equipping our children to become bold disciples. And we featured two of our two young people, two young children, two precious little girls who shared their pro-life speech con- speeches for the pro-life speech contest. And again, we're encouraging every single listener to pray about uh, approaching or, or encouraging your own children, grandchildren, or young people that you know to get involved. And again, please do email us if you want to get copies of the article entitled uh, the pro introduce it, the title of the article is introducing the pro-life speech contest and of course this is a part of our overall Ten Commandments project but again the article helps explain the project and we're encouraging you please do pray don't don't assume well I don't have children or grandchildren or it would be too difficult for me to get them involved remember the children can be anywhere in the US or elsewhere they simply can email their speeches. They don't have to travel to do it. And we're able to share the speech on the broadcast, and they can bless a lot of people. But it's a great way to disciple young people by getting them involved in a great project like this. So hope that you will choose to get involved. And so, again, if you'd like to get a uh, the copy of the, title, the article entitled Introducing the Pro-Life Speech Contest, again, my email, joseph at afr.net. Or the number to call to get information, 662-844-5036, extension 381. Please do seek to get involved with the wonderful and fulfilling work of discipling children in your world. Hope that you will. Now, let me share something that uh, the Lord has, as of late, impressed upon my heart, that it's so important that we as believers, obviously, that we as believers are committed to the habit of reading God's Word every day. And, of course, I regularly encourage the goal of reading at least three chapters in your Bible every day. But also, I encourage parents to set the goal of reading or having their children to read at least three chapters out loud to them every single day. Let me share with you why that is so much more important than we fully grasp. The fact is, God's Word says in Psalm 119, verse 105, Your Word is a lamp to my feet, and a light to my path. And then in the book of Romans chapter 12, it shares a truth that's that's so, it's a simple but it's a powerful truth for all of us as believers to grasp. But Romans chapter 12 beginning at verse 1 it says, I beseech you therefore brethren by the mercies of God that you present excuse me that you present your bodies a living sacrifice, holy, acceptable to God, which is your reasonable service. And do not be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind, that you may prove what is that good and acceptable and perfect will of God. Again, reading verse 2 again. And do not be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind, that you may prove what is that good and acceptable and perfect will of God. The spiritual habit and discipline of reading the Word of God on a daily basis is a powerful battle strategy and a powerful weapon to help transform us to become more and more like the Lord Jesus Christ. Literally, when a believer is reading and studying the Word of God, the Spirit of God is reaching into your heart, molding and shaping you to become more and more like the Lord Jesus Christ. Some powerful things are happening when a believer is reading God's Word. 
So keep in mind for you as a believer and parents for our children, that exercise, that habit of our children reading the Word of God is so much more fruitful and productive than any of us fully grasp because God is doing a powerful work in the heart of that child when he or she is reading the Word of God. I want to take a moment to share another article. And keep in mind, one of my purposes in sharing these articles is for you both to hear them and then to email us to get the article so you can have it to as a tool for you to both reread, to, for you to use it in your own life, but also to forward and share with others as well. The title of this article I want to share with you is entitled, and of course it's found on the AFA stand, the title of the article that we wrote is entitled, Children Who Read the Word of God. Psalm 119 verse 105, Your word is a lamp to my feet and a light to my path. 1 Timothy chapter 4, verse 13, Until I come, devote yourself to the public reading of Scripture, to exhortation, to teaching. Again, 1 Timothy 4, 13. Then Romans chapter 12, verses 1 and 2. I beseech you therefore, brethren, by the mercies of God, that you present your bodies a living sacrifice, holy, acceptable to God, which is your reasonable service. And do not be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind, that you may prove what is that good and acceptable and perfect will of God. Again, Romans 12, verses 1 and 2. And then Deuteronomy chapter 6, verses 4 through 9. Hear, O Israel, the Lord our God, the Lord is one. You shall love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, and with all your strength. And these words which I command you today shall be in your heart. You shall teach them diligently to your children and shall talk of them when you sit in your house, when you walk by the way, when you lie down and when you rise up. You shall bind them as a sign on your hand and they shall be as frontlets between your eyes. You shall write them on the doorposts of your house and on your gates. Again, Deuteronomy chapter 6 verses 4 through 9. Many parents have never encouraged their children to read the Word of God out loud. It's simply not been a priority for them. Christian parents often take their children to Sunday school and church, and that's a great thing. But sadly, having their children read the Word of God out loud to them every day, along with church attendance, is just not that important to too many parents. Allow me to make a case for why it would be very wise to change this reality. Consider this important question and the answers to it. What happens when a child reads the Word of God? What takes place in the, heart, what takes place in the life of a young person who is faithfully taking time to read God's Word every day? Number one, that child is spending time with Jesus. He or she is spending time interacting with Jesus as they take time to read His Word. That child is spending time listening to the wisdom, the grace, the power, and the insight of the creator of the universe. Drawing from John chapter 1, verse 1, John 6, 6, 3, and Romans 12, 1 and 2. What more productive activity could your child possibly be doing? Number two, that young person is receiving the most powerful, life-changing, and uplifting insight in all of the universe. The transforming power of the Word of God is working on the mind and the heart of this young person. The Word of God is impacting this youth in many very fruitful ways. Again, Romans 12, 1 and 2, and Proverbs chapters 1 and 2. 
Number three, this youth is spending time in the presence of Christ and God. And when any person spends time in the presence of God, he or she will not be the same, will not be the same on the other side of that time. John chapter 1, verse 1. Researchers at the Center for Bible Engagement found some interesting insights about the importance of and place of reading Scripture in the life of a believer. According to their research, the life of someone who engages and spends time in Scripture four or more times a week looks radically different from the life of someone who does not. They discovered that the lives of believers who do not engage the Bible most days of the week, three days or less, are statistically the same as the lives of unbelievers. Spending time reading and meditating on Scripture daily is much more important than so many really grasp. So, parents, if you begin the family habit of having your child read the Word of God out loud to you daily, great things can begin to happen in your child's heart. So, keep in mind that it's important for your child to read out loud to you. The parent, why is that so important? Because you know for sure that that child, that he or she has spent time reading the Word of God. Sometimes, and in some instances, a parent may tell a child, go read your Bible. Maybe the child will, maybe not. Our children are human beings, and as much as we like to think our children will do exactly what we tell them, that has not always been true. When you make time each day to have them read the Word of God out loud to you, you can know this for a fact. You know that they have spent time reading the Word of God that day. Children and youth today are filling their minds with something. Sadly, too often, it's been darkness that they've been filling their minds with. Darkness, toxic information, and wicked worldly thinking and perspectives. Too many youths have filled their minds with pornography, online garbage, demonic insights from dark movies and TV shows, horror movies, etc., And too many youths spend hours playing dark video games and doing things online that are very negative spiritually, mentally, and otherwise. The blessed Word of God is pure light. There's absolutely nothing better for our children spiritually, mentally, and emotionally than the Word of God. We are told in Matthew chapter 4, verse 4, that man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that... that proceeds from the mouth of God. The Word of God heals all the ills of life. God's Word is pregnant with the ability to bless us. The transforming power of God's Word is undeniable. It is powerful and it's, it's very mighty in every way for good in our lives. Beginning the habit of having your child read God's Word out loud daily to you is very fruitful. It's a great way to help focus the power of God's Word into and onto the lives of our children. Today is a great day to start this family discipleship goal with your children. It will, it will produce eternal fruit. Again, the title of this article, again, is Children Who Read the Word of God. And if you'd like to get a copy of this article and or if you'd like to get a copy of the article we read earlier entitled Introducing the Pro-Life Speech Contest, Again, the same email, simply email me at joseph at afr.net. Again, that's joseph at afr.net. Or simply give us a call at 
844-5036, extension 381. And as we usually do before we end the broadcast, there may be someone listening who has never made the wonderful and the blessed step of asking Jesus Christ to come into his or her heart as Lord and Savior. Again, the most important decision in life that we can make is the one to choose to receive Christ as Lord and Savior. If you'd like to make that step today, today is a great day to be saved and to receive Christ. Would you simply pray this prayer with me today? Lord Jesus, thank you for loving me so very much that you came into this world a long time ago. You lived. You died on the cross to pay for my sins. Three days later, you rose up from the dead so that I could be saved. Lord Jesus, I confess, I've sinned and done wrong in many ways. Lord, by faith, I repent and turn from all the wrong I've done. Forgive me, Lord, for all the wrong things I've done. Lord Jesus, come anew into my heart. Be my Lord and Savior. You said in your word, whoever calls in the name of the Lord shall be saved. Lord, I'm calling on your name. Lord, save me. Fill me with your spirit. Help me to follow you all my life. Thank you, Lord, for saving me. In Jesus' name, amen. Well, if you prayed that prayer, we very much would like to be in touch with you. Please email us. at jo- My email is joseph at afr.net. Again, that's joseph at afr.net. We'd like to share with you some literature and resources that will help you to begin to grow and grow up strong in your new walk with the Lord Jesus Christ uh, or that can help and encourage you in recommitting your heart to the Lord as well. It's both evangelism and discipleship materials that we do have and are glad to provide. So again, the email joseph at afr.net. Well, we've been looking today at the topic of equipping our children to become bold disciples. And again, if you're wanting more information about the Ten Commandments Project and this pro-life speech contest in particular, once again, the email joseph at afr.net. We'd be glad to share that information. Hope that you will get involved. Thanks for listening. Join us again next time for the Hour of Intercession. The views and opinions expressed in this broadcast do not necessarily reflect those of the American Family Association or American Family Radio.